This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Vic here, and you're listening to The Mindful Experiment. In this amazing episode, I had the opportunity to interview and get to know a little bit more of Karen Briscoe. It was really a great time I had on here. She shares some awesome nuggets about life and so many amazing things that we dove into. Um, she shares a lot of her success and what, you know, what reasons have been and how well things she utilized to go and do just that. Karen is the creator of the transformative five-minute success concept. Her book, Real Estate Success in Five Minutes a Day, Secrets of a Top Agent Revealed, and Commit to Get Leads 66-Day Challenge offer a combination of information and inspiration delivered through memorable stories. Her first book was featured in Inman as a must-read for your best year in real estate in 2017. Amazon ranks the books in the top 1% in its categories. It's been endorsed by industry leaders such as Hell. 
Kyle Elrod, Pat Hyben, and Michael J. Mayer. Mayer. She is a contributing author to Inman and Real Trends Real Estate Media Outlets. Karen is also the host of the 5-Minute Success Podcast, which is ranked number one on Overcast, most recommended in the business categories. Um, she also has is a principal owner of the Huckabee Briscoe Conroy Group with Keller Williams. The HBC Group has been recognized by Wall Street Journal as one of the top 250 top realtor teams in the United States. Since 1977, HBC Group has sold over 1,500 homes valued over $1.5 billion. Karen earned a master's degree from Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas, and received her Bachelor of Arts from Stevens College in Columbia, Missouri, her hometown. This was a joy to have Karen on, obviously a woman of massive success. She's also uh, a John Maxwell Team Certified Program for Coaching, Speaking, and Training. And she shares a ton of these great nuggets about business and life and so much more. So I don't want to take any more thunder away from her. Enjoy the interview. Let me know what you guys think. This is Karen Briscoe. So Karen, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Vic. And I just love your what you're doing and and part, want to be part of your what we can do to help manifest for people. This is really uh, dear dear to my heart. And I commend you also when I when you when I got the information, I started doing my due diligence. I always say I do my research, and I was like, "Ooh, this is a cool concept." Five minute principle success. All this, I was like, "This is right up my alley." I love hearing this. So, yes, yeah, so you had an episode on it about creation and bite-sized pieces. So we're kindred spirit. I love it. I love how the universe, just the synchronicity behind it all. So it's really a lot of fun. So I love what you're doing. I love all this stuff. I, I always love to start out the question, though, of like, how did you get into the, what? how did the five-minute success, how did it come to you? How did it, how did you create that and so forth? And I know it's a loaded question. It is. It's a great story, but it's a great way to get into the idea. So I am a residential real estate agent in the Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia area and got into it because my children were reaching an age where they were a little more self-sufficient. I want to get back into the workforce and I'd done commercial real estate before children. And it really turned into be a great fit because I, I like to say I have the hard and soft side. I have the hard side of being financially savvy and negotiations are one of my strong suits and market knowledge. And yet I, I have this passion and love for people. And so I became successful pretty quickly. And one of the top agents in the nation, she was actually number 10 at the time, asked me to become her partner. And that was in 2006. And she sadly passed away in September 2008. We knew she was she was ill. And that was why we started to make the, um, the transition plan. And that happened to be the same month the financial markets crashed <laughs> and the real estate market soon after. And so that led to rebuilding the business, I brought on a, a another partner, a junior partner, and Lizzie Conroy and myself have been partners for a decade. So after not just surviving that correction, which a lot of people, not just in real estate, but just because of the, the impact uh, on the markets, um, a lot of people went through a similar uh, phenomenon. And those that, that did come out on the other side often had stories to tell, right? Because uh, oftentimes it's it's not the 
the, the peaks or the successes. It's the, how did you get through that? Yeah. And so I, many people also, when you achieve a certain level of success, they want to, they want to hear, uh, and, they, and that led to me doing a lot of training and coaching and speaking. And it led to writing a blog, which uh, came out in 2009. And that had a voice that had a an audience that that built. And over time, people kept saying, well, Karen, you should write a book. And I'm like, well, there's lots of real estate books out there. I don't know whether I need, I need to write another <laughs> book. And, and I also had this, this uh, belief system, which turned out to be a limiting belief system, that I didn't have enough time to write a book. And I don't think I'm the only one that's been, you know, had that experience either. I think a lot of people, they have things they wanted you know, wish they had more time they could do, wanted to do. And so I, uh, it always was on the back burner. And I started a coaching program about four years ago. And that led to going on a retreat where we did this deep dive experience. And part of that was to determine what was stopping us from doing what we said we wanted to do. And I had said, put the book concept out there because it kept coming up. And on Sunday afternoon, we made presentations on what was stopping us. And I had this epiphany that the only one stopping me was me. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm yeah. self-employed. My, you know, my children are raised. I, I really, I'm, I'm like going, wow, this is like all these excuses, all these limiting beliefs, all these, you know, time quandaries, whatever. I have, I, I can change that. I, I can do something about those things. <laughs> and so why am I not? Right? I mean, why don't we do what we say we want to do? Wow. Um, so that was really, uh, you know, hit me. And I then started figuring out, okay, well, how could I, instead of how it's not working, so, and came up with how could I. And that led me on to have a couple of more epiphanies which is really instrumental in in all of this, and that one of them was the book that was written by Gretchen Rubin on the called the Happiness Project, and she interviewed people to find out what what would make them happy. But what she really came away with is, okay, well, if you know what makes you happy, then why don't you do it? Back to right, what's stopping me is me. So she wrote another book called Better Than Before, and the idea of it's really oftentimes habits that will help us move through limiting beliefs and, and these things that hold us back from doing what we say we want to do. And so better than before is, is just a full of how to set up habits. And one of them was about setting up a morning routine. And I self-confessed non-morning person, so not saying this was easy. <laughs> But again, you know, Vic, if you say, I, I was like, okay, I got, you know, I can't, I'm not being true to myself. My, you know, I, I didn't feel in alignment with myself if I wasn't doing what I said I wanted to do. And so I had to realign. And part of that came to getting up in the morning um, an hour earlier. And that led to writing the book. So that there was a, a third or me setting up the habit for writing the book which it really truly was a habit. It really required that basic habit formation principle. So there was another epiphany and that has to do with the universe. And you were talking about how the universe things, um, ideas will come 
and I was reading another, I'm a big reader, as you can tell, a book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And she talks about in the universe, there are all these ideas. And, and I'm not the only one that's had this experience. In fact, I, I just read a book about the um, electricity wars with Westinghouse and Tesla and mm-hmm. um, uh, Edison and how they all came up with very similar ideas about the same time. So the ideas in, in the universe, these ideas are out there and it's time has come, then, then the person who acts on it is the one, and I know you've had this happen. I know you've had an idea mm-hmm. and I know you didn't do something about it. And later you saw somebody else do it and you're kicking yourself, right? <laughs> Many times. <laughs> Many times. So I was like, I have this idea for this book that's different than other real estate books. And so I need to do it because if somebody else does it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up and I'm going to go, wow, that could have been me. So that's where the and, and so that's where the five minutes, the urgency came in to do the five minute success. And then the idea of the, of the five minute success principles follows a concept that is not new. It's just used in a new way. And that is a lot of inspirational and motivational literature is, is set up like it as a daily reader mm-hmm. because there's something really powerful about doing something every day. It, it, it first of all, it's a habit. Uh, second of all, getting these bite-sized mm-hmm. pieces of information has a better chance of saturation, uh, you know, because there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of inspiration out there. If it doesn't change anything, if it's not transformational, it just starts becoming noise or entertainment. And so that's the beauty of kind of the the daily drip method, if you will. Oh, yeah. Right? So, I I, but to take a business book and business concepts and make it intentional, only one way, that is a real, I believe I that's my concept, my idea. And so, the other reason why I felt the idea would resonate with the universe is that, well, there's several reasons. One, Google says five minutes is about most people's attention span now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'm like, okay, why not? why not create something that works for people's attention spans, what they're going to be able to do and commit to doing. And also many sales and entrepreneurial people, they tend to be more on the spectrum of always wanting something new every day. Right. I mean, they're kind of like the squirrel shiny object. (laughs) I mean, they're like, Oh, let's go do that. So to, to, to tap into that, and create something that would then embrace that for them. I was like, you know, this is probably an idea as time has come. And, and so that with the urgency of doing that, I, I set about to, to writing the book and, and that's, it's, it's really changed everything <laughs> because I didn't even know what I, I, what, what it was going to open up for me. But since then led to being on a lot of podcasts such as yours and, webinars and speaking opportunities and then launching my own podcast, The 5-Minute Success. I love it. That's an awesome story. And and it's funny how it just all works out too. Like it's that, the you know, I always say like, because I mean, I wrote a book last year and it was one of those things where 
you know, some people go, how did you, you know, this and that, how did you, you know, put it together? And I'm like, well, it was 10 years of ideas. Then I finally just did it. Um, but it was, it, you talked about the universe giving you ideas and stuff. It just flowed to me. Like, how did you structure a book? I don't know. I don't like writing. <laughs> I don't like to write. Just being transparent. But it was like, but as I was writing, I was like, oh, I could go this route. Let me do this one. Then the next one, I was like, oh, you know what? I feel like I should go here and just let it guide you along the way. Well, and I had a similar experience when I did commit to writing the flow, just whatever, when they talk about flow, that did happen. There was several instances of pretty significant resistance, though, mm. where the universe was like, I don't want to say testing me, but things would happen. And I'd go, okay, am I really supposed to keep doing this? Because we had a, we had a market correction right about then because... In my in the real estate industry, we depend on on lending, and the because of the financial market crash, it took them until uh, fourth quarter 2015, first quarter 2016 to put in effect the guidelines that were set up to correct for the overzealous uh, lending of the the run up, and that hit our market and and my business just tanked. And so I was like, Oh, wow, maybe I need to go back and refocus on my business. I mean, when am I supposed to really be doing this book? And so, but it, it, the, those three things of, of recognizing an idea as time is calm and that it was mine to do. I, I made, I created the time. I made the time. I still worked on my business. I, I actually double timed my business and got it ramped back up again and had our best year ever, but it wasn't easy. So I, 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 I share that because I think some people go, Oh, well, so we just, you decided to write a book, you wrote a book, everything went, you know, great after that. I was like, yeah, oh, no, not really. <laughs> it was a lot of work and it required a lot of commitment. And I appreciate you saying that because there's so many times people don't realize the, the work that's done behind closed doors to what people see in the limelight. And so I'm, I'm reading Steve Martin's story right now. And I'm like going, wow, what he took. And he talks about like just getting on the today show. He thought, Oh yeah, I'm going to go to the today show and I'm going to be famous. And he's going like, it wasn't even until like the 18th time he was on the today show. that Somebody <laughs> recognized him. And I was like going, yeah, that that's what it really is like. Thank you, Steve, for sharing because I think that it it's it uh, people look at others that have, have gone before and they don't see like you said everything behind it, but it's worth it. That's what I'm saying is it's still worth it because if for anything else, I now feel true to myself. Love that. I really don't. And all the other validation is fantastic, and I'm I really love the contribution I'm making and the, the opportunities and doors it's open. But just knowing I'm true to myself, so even if all that didn't happen, I still am in a way better place. I love that. And, that, that, and I think that's what it's all about right there. Being true to yourself and then having that freedom to do and create um, is huge, massively huge. Um, when you were go- with the hard times, did you have like a mindset? Did you bind to something? Did you hold on to a truth, a, a, a mantra, an affirmation? when everything was going rock bottom in October uh, and that whole journey back then in uh, 2008, I think it was 2009. Um, what helped you get through it? Like what was like a, a mindset or a shift that you had to, to go from within to break through all that? 
See, I really think that it was, I mean, there's lots of excellent affirmations and visualization. And I do do that. I believe in, I am a big advocate of a morning routine. Now that I've become a morning person, I follow Hallow Rod and the Miracle Morning. Yeah. The, the, I think though, and, and this is what I attribute a lot of my success in my business acumen to as well is I set up the habit and I committed to it, even when it was hard. And I, I really find that's what got me through because I'm, I'm now training for a, a half Ironman. So now I've told you the world's wow. I'm going to be doing this. <laughs> Good and for I'm, you. That is awesome. And I've only done a sprint triathlon. So this is a big push for me. Okay. This is that not like awesome. I'm race an athlete. And I, I have now set up the habit for training. And so I've committed to it, right? I, I scheduled to go to this with my, my son, this half uh, Ironman. So I, I put it in place and I'm going to stay with it. Now, I, I, I guess there's could be things that would stop me from doing it. But I think that by doing that, by putting it in place as a habit, I have way more opportunity and chance for success then if you if what i find is so many people say well i'll wait and do that when mm-hmm. i feel like it i have time you know the kids are out of school this uh, you know this deal goes through this you know my husband retired whatever it is and and i i think that uh, that there's another thing that you and i i chatted about a little bit i i did a, a tedx open mic and and had an opportunity to speak to Hal Elrod's group at Best River Blueprint about this idea of flipping time. Because in you probably remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. where we're supposed to work our way up the pyramid, you know, start with the basic. And once those are satisfied, then you go on to the next level. The problem with that is, as many of us don't get to the self-actualization step because we run out of time. Mm. And so... My philosophy now is to to flip the time, to invest in myself first, because truly, Vic, and I, and this is actually a Warren Buffett quote, but truly, there's there's only one investment that supersedes all others, and that is invest in yourself. Because if you think about it, my ability to create, and I'm talking about create business, create opportunity, create a life that I love, to create uh, relationships, to all of that is is way more valuable than anything else. No, it's so true. I mean, it's, I, as a chiropractor, we always educate about investing in your health, true healthcare, and how important it is and how much what you spend or what you invest in now, the, the amounts that you're going to get later down the road, are on, uh, uh, it's just imaginable. But yeah, the best reason, I love that quote because I use that a lot. Uh, it's, uh, you, you, you are, I mean, keep investing in you. It's infinite return and it's the amount of, and there's no limit on how much you want to return either. It, it really is. And it, it, this, this flip or this paradigm shift of, of time, because it is the only non-renewable resource. I, I mean, maybe you, you could also argue your health is a non-renewable resource, although I do find that, and I'm sure you have as well, that by exercise and diet, um, not say you can correct for bad, you know, decisions over the years, but you really can 
impact. But the the idea of if that is your your most valuable resource, then how you invest your time is probably your most important decision. Oh yeah, massively. And, that, and, that, and I couldn't agree with you more there. Uh, time is the only resource we never get back. Health, there's a limit to it. Like if you go past that line, then all of a sudden it's like, all right, that's just, this is what it is. Uh, but no, most definitely. And so you talk a little bit about like, you're talking about like, you know, doing the habit. And I love that because repetition is the mother of all learning or the father of all learning. And uh, you know, your habits is what dictates your life in a sense. Uh, so it's, with this, is it like with the bite-sized principle, you know, how important is it? Because I know that really relates very much to your, the five-minute success principle. So let's, I guess we can dive into that and, and just discuss a little bit about what is this five-minute success uh, principle? So many people I, I find, and myself included, become paralyzed with, they, they feel like unless they do, uh, you know, a huge chunk of time that they're not going to make an impact. And so that's actually where I I was like, well, can you do five minutes a day? Because I was like, you all are, you, you just going to have to break the impasse here somehow. So, <laughs> so make a commitment to something, right? I mean, I think you even probably would say that with, with health and exercise, say, okay, well, just, can you walk, you know, and take the stairs instead of taking the elevator? I mean, just start doing something. And that oh, was yeah. what, that was what I was like, okay, so just do five minutes. And, and there is actually, this is Parkinson's law, says that acting and limiting time actually can make us more efficient and effective. Yep. Because if you think about it, when just like you're getting ready to go on vacation, how efficient and effective are you? I mean, you're productive. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the true important tasks get done. Yeah. Right? So that is a philosophy or a perspective, a way to look at time. And so the idea of saying, okay, just five minutes, just give me five minutes. And then what often happens is that people will start experiencing the benefits of it. And just like I started experiencing the benefits of exercise. And that has, and that has led me to want more. And that what one focuses on expands, and so to to get started, if you will, you know, start small and build up. That is a proven proven method of habit formation, and it's more likely sustainable because people will more likely it, it, what you really have to in order to be a habit, it has to be sustained. It's it's like a, James Clear wrote a book called Atomic Habits, and he's really done a lot of research on habit formation. And I asked him, I was like, okay, well, so when does, when do you stop? Because there's a lot of the research on habit formation, how long does it take? Mm -hmm. And one of the most commonly cited one is a study where they say, well, the average is 66 days, which is a great, uh, it has, I, I did a book called Commit to Get Leads 66 Day Challenge because I'm like, okay, most people like they see 66 days and go, okay, I could do that. I could do that. And the reason why 66 is the first 21 or three weeks or whatever, often people are, are evangelists about a new habit or a new idea. So I, I use the example, have met anybody that got a Peloton or decided to start doing Whole30 eating or, or Keto or whatever? 
they're they're like telling the world, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they're, they're evangelists are excited about it. Then frequently, what happens in the next twenty one day period or tw- three week period is people kind of go through a dip. Uh, Seth Godin talks about the dip and what happens when you go through a dip. And like, okay, what's going to power you through it? And because people kind of evaluate, okay, like really the Peloton starts becoming where you hang your clothes. It's yep. still, you know, get hot <laughs> I'm like, I really don't want to eat all this food. I mean, well, you know, we're going to go out for Mexico tonight. Um, and, and so then they, they, they reevaluate whether they really want to, you're going to stay committed to it. And that's where the power of habit uh, helps to power through that dip. And then the, the, you know, the final 22 days, it then becomes, you start to experience the benefits of it. It starts to become part of your life. And so you want, you want to do more. It, it really, the truth is you don't stop at 66 days because it, as soon as you stop, it's not a habit anymore. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, flossing or brushing teeth. You, you wouldn't stop just because you taught your child to, to, brush your teeth um you wouldn't stop at 66 days just because that's the end of the 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 point of time that most people need for (laughs) ad information right so the idea is to get you started though because that's what most people's challenge is no i totally i totally agree and i see that in programs that i do and stuff where it's yep first three weeks give or take and then all of a sudden and then then i'm like here comes that dip here comes the um, and do you think sometimes, like I always look at it because I'd be like, why is the dip there? Why does the dip happen? What do you, why do you think that happens? I think that there is, well, first of all, change, even if, it, even if people want the change, is still there's a homeostasis, you know, factor of going back to one's comfort zone is, is way more compelling. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that Another way to empower through the dip is to focus on identity type of, I I say goals, but what you want for your life, the life you want to create. So, for example, health and fitness and and many people, you know, I'm going to lose 10 pounds or whatever. So the reason why it's challenging for many people to, to stay with that is because when it gets, they get to that dip, like, yeah, but I, I really want also for tries. So with that, um, but if they have the identity of, of health and, and living a full life and, and being healthy, then that identity, then the perspective against it isn't a, a lack. It's a, it's a, it's a pull. It's a, it's a compelling reason. And the, so I, I have, become more of an advocate of the idea of who I want to be. So then I do certain things so that I could have what I'm wanting in life and set up my, 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 if you will, uh, goals or objectives that way. Love that. And I love how you bring up the be, do, have model, you know, because a lot of people in the world do the opposite. Like you were saying yes. earlier about have to have this, then I'll do this, and then I'll be this person. And I always find that uh, it's such um, interesting how many people do that. And I used to do that, say that myself uh, back in the day. And it's one of those things where just be. And I think once you know that being, then you can start putting in the habits to do what you need to do. So then you're like, I know eventually I'll have, I just got to work on the be who I have to become, do what I have to do. And I'll have whatever it is that I desire. 
And then I think that is much more compelling because if, if you think about it, and this was part of when I was going through the resistance of why am I not doing what I say I want to do? Why am I not writing a book when I'm totally capable and I, I really truly do have control of my time? All of these are just uh, excuses. And, and so what I, I realized is, is that my, I, I had it in reverse. So when I got it in alignment, that's when going through that, the, the challenging times of the resistance, it, it kept it in perspective. And the other thing I'll say, and this is why I think that uh, the half Iron Man aside, because that really is a big goal, I, I do think that, that um, you know, the starting small and building up, because I, I find that what I wrote was, and many people that coach writers or, you know, they, you know, I wrote, I committed to 30 minutes a day, you know, basically so many words, but sitting in the seat and doing it. Um, and then, and then I was, I was done writing for the day. Okay. So I think people think, Oh, I'm going to go hole up in a hotel room and, and maybe or a cabin in the woods. And maybe that'll work for you. But um, I, I think that building up your habit formation has a better chance Oh yeah, especially I think too with like just with writing because I forgot who it is. I don't know if it's Jack Canfield or Jake. Jake uh, yeah, yeah uh, Jacob Canf- Jake Canf- Jack Canfield or uh, someone else. They they talk about how every day they just write for five, I think, ten minutes a day, and by the end of the year they have a book, and then the next year another book, next year another book, and that's how they keep producing books by that little simple principle. I think it's five or ten, maybe it might be fifteen minutes, but it's it's one of it has a five on it. So I remember. And, and, well, just think about the Bill Gates quote. I mean, most people underestimate what they um, can accomplish or overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can accomplish in five years. And so the idea is, and I'm sure you've heard this as well, you know, you're going to be five years older regardless. So, (laughs) yep. (laughs) you know, don't you in five years want to be closer to being the person that you the, you know, the life of your dreams, uh, creating or living the life of your dreams? Or do you want to just keep doing what you've always done and expecting a different result? I mean, yeah, Einstein said that in, as the definition of insanity, but it's actually the definition of stupidity. Um, <laughs> and, and I think that's why a lot of people, again, they're not at, often not in alignment with their, themselves. And then that's why their dissatisfaction with life and it, so it doesn't have to be writing. I mean, for some people, it could be meditation. It could be even creative endeavors like, you know, painting. I've, I've taken up improv and, and it's just, it's a whole new world for me. And I, I just, whatever it is, it really, it, it should be what is, and if you're not, and some people say, well, how do I know? Cause I don't even know what it is. And I'm like, well, then just do the first thing that sounds like interesting and fun. And then, and then just do the next thing because I, I didn't know either, um, but it, it became clear. The other thing I found is I've, I find it, it happens faster. I, are you familiar with the hero's journey or the heroine's journey and mm-hmm. the idea of yeah, transformation? Yeah. And, and well, so that talks about resistance that happens along the way. Um, it also talks about the people you meet along the way and the helpers and and the idea is if you can see it, the more you do it, then the more you'll see when these things are happening. And so you have the, you have the, um, the tools, the knowledge, the skills, and abilities to, 
to power through. Uh, I, I, I'm, I do it much faster than I used to, but I, I start seeing the resistance coming up. I, I recognize what it is and, and have the, the um, more, uh, it, my, my identity is strong enough now that I can, I can push through quicker. Of course, they become bigger too, because I'm more <laughs> capable more, but that, but that's a good thing, right? I mean, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't expect, you, you would expect, um, bigger challenges because, but that's also what makes it more interesting. If you kept doing the same thing and, and it would just get boring after a while. So true. I know because some people always say like, you know, some people see someone so successful and they're like, well, they don't have any worries. They don't have any headaches. They don't have, you know, they've made it now. And I always look and go, you know, Warren Buffett still has money issues just like back in the day. They might be different in current terms of contact, content, but he's still trying to, he still has to figure things out. He's still looking at doing different stuff. And I always say, it's just, it's a different thing. It's bigger. But I think the thing that helps you, and correct me if I'm wrong, I know in my experience, the thing that helps me break through challenges now in resistance is the certainty, the confidence. Because of all my past experiences, I go, I know what I've done back there and I see what I could do. Now I know, okay, let me see and challenge, let me challenge myself more now. Let me take this to another level and let's see what happens here. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't mean it's not for me. Maybe it is, but maybe it's just, I have to, I didn't, I didn't have everything figured out yet. And I got to take some more time to do that. It's absolutely confidence. It's a, like a muscle. I mean, so Hal Elrod, one of his affirmations is I'll either learn, grow, or become better than before. And if you think about it, I mean, learning, I mean, that's a, growing that takes you to the next level and then better than before because you will be you'll be stronger in that area and it's it's you're talking about you know resistance training and and exercise if you think about it it really is the resistance is what creates a stronger muscle yeah i mean if you don't lift something that's that's heavy enough that's going to tear your muscles (laughs) you're not going to become stronger and, and and if you think about it too, Vic, the reality is it, you have a choice because the world's going to change whether you do anything or not. Yep. And things are going to happen whether you do anything or not. I mean, and and so uh, just look at look at the postal service. I have a cousin who joined the post office when he was right out of high school, thinking that was going to be safe and stable and secure. And I'm like, wow. I mean, nobody probably would have predicted where we are with, you know, Amazon and now we'll have drones. I'm like going, (laughs) so it really staying the same is actually going backwards. Yeah. And so you, you have a choice. You can wait until something happens to you or you can design your own life and get out in front of it and be a part of and I in creating it. And I, I, I just find that to be way more empowering. Massively. And you take your life into your own hands. And I think that's, I think a lot of people seek that. They, I think they let some things get in their way, distractions, fears, belief, neg- lim- negative or limited belief systems and, and those types of things. But you know, the other thing too is just you know putting your time in the stuff as you talked about before with the five minute principle. What's the whole flipping the time and like flipping the pyramid kind of concept so you can help individuals to like how they can make some time? Because 
I know in my world, I always hear it. Busy is such a funny, fancy word we use nowadays all the time. And uh, I'll hear it with when I'm talking to patients about recommending things to do outside their care plan or if I'm coaching individuals and it's the same thing, like, oh, I'm just so busy with all these things. How do we flip the time? How do we do that? You know, we think this is a modern problem. We really do. <laughs> this is what's so hilarious because Lazu said 2,500 years ago, time is a created thing. Yep. To say, I don't have time is like saying, I don't want to. Yeah. Because truly, time is a human construct that was created. And Edison talks about time as being relative. So if you, he used this example. One minute with your hand on a hot stove is going to seem like forever. Or you could use other examples. In traffic, in a boring meeting, whatever you're doing that you don't want to do, Time is going to stand still because it is, it is, um, it's not meaningful for you. Yeah. But when you're with someone you love or you're doing something passionate, time flies by. And the, Edison said that I didn't make this up. Okay. <laughs> so if you think about it, flipping time and focus on the things you want to do are meaningful for you. Creating time, making time, whatever you want to call it, doing that first, focusing on that first, that part of your life will expand. And as that expands, you're going to start experiencing the benefits of it. It really is. It's like one of these time warps. It's like you're going through a slipstream. I'm telling you, when you I when I still I get in these like sometimes I'm like going oh my gosh this is like a little <laughs> but it is true you you just have to try it because it, I mean, and if I could do it you could do it too I mean it really is it's very powerful and that that's why sometimes just starting with five minutes is better because sometimes you're like going wow this is this is really incredible but but just think about it the last time you did something you really wanted to do how did time pass for you so true yeah and and that that's uh, really really powerful stuff when you when you're talking about that and and Taking the time. So for individuals, then, is it more like uh, focusing on their time management skills, doing things like that? So I, I find that time really can't be managed because it's <laughs> not whether you do anything or not. So true. So what I have, have found to work for me and many others is what I call activity tracking. So lead generation in my business is, is huge. It's part of how I create um, future business. And so I track how many leads I, t- I contact a day. Uh, similar for podcasting, similar for getting on other people's podcasts. Mm-hmm. I track it because, and, and I'm sure you've, you know, you've seen this as well for fitness and for health and really anything that you want to do uh, to track and focusing on the activities because the time's going to go by regardless. But if you accomplish what it is you say you want to accomplish and you do the things that lead to what you want to have happen, then it will 
it seems to all fit in place. It's, it's, um, I'm sure you've seen that big rock, you know, analogy where, you know, they start out with the container and, you know, the first thing they put in is, is sand or pebbles. And then you try to put in the big rocks afterwards and it doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you put in the big rocks first and you add the smaller rocks and you add the sand and then you add the water, it all fits. You really have to do it first and you have to decide what those things are. And they're, they probably are going to be different for different people. Um, and so make that commitment to that. And then every, it seems for me, what I found is, is that all the other time seems to fall into place. It'll find a way to get done. It is true. Even from my personal experience, I've seen that happen also. And one thing, you mentioned this before, when you just commit to the habit, when you get into that process, when you start to kind of like see things starting to change, that twilight zone type of a feeling. Um, I've always heard this quote, and I didn't understand it until a couple of years ago, I actually experienced it, where they say, as you keep doing, you get more inspiration. And I only experienced that in working out and, 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 and as a younger and my teenagers and fitness and all that, like, wow, yeah, I'm finally starting to see it. Wow. I'm getting the cuts I want, I'm pushing the weight I want. Oh, cool. This is, I'm getting, so now I'm like more inspired to want to do more. Uh, but I never was able to, it was hard for me to translate that into business, into other aspects of life. But now it's at a point where it's like, once you start to see things starting to turn, you're starting to build momentum. Uh, then it's like, all right, yeah, now I want to continue to do more. And if you think about it, if you really do believe that the universe is, is there are all these ideas exist, they may come to you now because they see you as a receptive um, a vehicle, if you will. Or, yeah. So if you think about it, like we typically don't teach algebra to to six-year-olds because they just don't have the brain capacity for it, mm -hmm. right? So yep. there's a certain level of brain development and connections before really the concepts of algebra will come to you. So I, I, I almost feel like the more you live into it, a creative life and the life that you were designed to live, then the more it's going to come to you because you now have the capacity for it. Whereas if you're closed off, and your first reaction is, you know, I can't, or you're limiting yourself. Even before you even get in the water, I'll, I'll give you an example. I did my first sprint triathlon at the age of 59. I've only done one, so I've, I've got one in my... my <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's and, awesome, though. And so I, I had I was supposed to go with my son and his friends and the, the, the hurricane, so it got canceled. So I was like, I've trained, I'm going to go do this. So I signed up for another one. And I had brought a wetsuit because it was cold outside. It was October, but the water was warm because it's a it's a lake that is a nuclear power plant. Okay. <laughs> so it's naturally warm. So if you were to wear a wetsuit, you would be disqualified. Huh. And so because of the temperature uh, criteria for awards is, is based on it, that if you don't need the wetsuit, if you're using it, then you're using it for, for buoyancy instead of for uh. temperature. So I was great debate. Do I wear the wetsuit? Do I not? And so I, my husband said, well, go down and check the water. So I go down and check the water and I started talking to this random man. And he said, why are you disqualifying yourself before you even get in the water? And I said, 
wow, <laughs> <It's> really, <laughs> that's really deep. And I, and, he, and I said, well, because I'm not going to win. I, I've never competed in a race before. I'm 59 years old. It's my first one. The likelihood of me winning is really slim. And he said, you don't know that. And I was like, you're right. I don't. Why am I, why am I disqualifying myself <laughs> right to get the water? I am totally shutting down my potential before I even try. So I was like, I'm not wearing the wetsuit. I'm so glad I didn't. The water temperature was fine. Um, I had a couple other little things happen along the way and I completed it thinking, okay, I completed, I did it. Yay. So I went back and checked the results and I placed in the novice category, uh, the highest for my age. <laughs> that is awesome. I know. So I'm like going, that was all in my head. Yeah. It was all in my head. I, I, I stopped myself before I even disqualified myself before I even got in the water. I think we do that, Vic, more often than not. I have to really check my brain because I think this chatter going on in there is is not always to my benefit. I need people that are random out there saying, so why, why, you don't know that. Why are you, why are you disqualifying yourself before you even try? It's so true. Cause it's something that I, I always, I say so often, the biggest battle you ever face is between you and you. It's the battle that we all face and, and our worst enemy, the one who can break us down. And the only person that can bring us up is ourselves. You know, in all those, all those, all those avenues and arenas and so forth. And it's so empowering to know that because that was, that was really part of my epiphany. If the only one really stopping me is me, then that means I have control over that. I mean, I have really, truly, I have no control over the market. I have no control over, right now we have a government shutdown. I have no control over the weather. I have (laughs) so many things I don't control over, but I do have control over me. Yeah. And so that's very empowering because I can do something about this. And and I and I I find that to be I think I find that to be very liberating in a way. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. That's that's one of the things I I push so much on that about like focusing on where you are instead of what anything else is going on. And actually, I, I, I it comes from a chiropractic principle because in chiropractic we always look at things and say, well, if you don't forget the brain balance and get things communicating first, you, how do you know the body can take care of itself before we do anything else? So focus on inside first and work your way out. And it's one of those things. So um, yeah, it creates it, it, it is liberating. It's a whole game changer. And I, I know you get that, um, but it's funny how some people don't. They're just still staying that that kind of a I don't want to say rut, um, but that, ne- that limited belief system. And, it, and it's like, hey, just focus on where you are. Who cares what happens in the outside part of your world? Yeah, I may not be happy. Government shutdown or anything like those natures. Like, but just focus on what you can do now because that's all that matters. And the thing is, is that um, that the the focusing on on what you can do actually can have huge impact on other people because that's the other thing I've discovered is I can't change other people. And I, mm-hmm. I, I really spent a lot of time trying and it was really, <laughs> a, I was like, okay, so what I can do is change myself. And what I found is, is when I do change myself, then it's like that pebble that's thrown into the pond. I'm sure you've heard that proverb, you know, and it has this ripple effect. Yeah. So yeah. You think about you're the pebble and you're in the pond and you're, you're going to have a ripple effect on people. And so, you know, it's principles of, of a lot of the self-help and, and the programs like Alcoholics Anonymous and everything is that, mm-hmm. okay, you can't change 
can't change that person, but you can change yourself. And that may have the impact on that other person and situation and the circumstance. And so I looked how the, by me investing in myself is really not selfish. Mm-mm. It's actually the other way around. It is, and someone gave the example of, oh, it's like being on the airplane and they tell you to, you know, put your mask on first so you can help other people. I think that is a survivor mentality and that's not necessarily a bad perspective, but I think that there is another perspective and that is a thrival perspective. As I invest in myself, the other people around me, their lives are improving is, is way better than just giving them an oxygen mask. I mean, okay. So it is, it is, it, it is really the opposite of, of selfish. It is the true contribution because I am now contributing everything I am capable of contributing to the world, which is the greatest gift you can give. Uh, it's so true. And I use that principle a lot. Like when it comes to, uh, I'll tell people it's better to be not better. It's, it's, it's okay. It's when you are selfish, you become selfless. When you take time for you, because I work, sometimes I work with moms, a lot of moms, and I always tell them, you have to take time for you. I go, I know it's, you're going to feel guilty. I know you're going to have this thought process coming. I know you're going to have all these things, but I'm like, but when you can just get yourself to be a little more centered, all of a sudden you can give more to everybody around you. And absolutely. You can't get what you don't have. Yeah. And, and really the other benefit to that in me being a mom <laughs> is that did you show them uh, that how to, I, because I think that that is something that uh, there, there's a wonderful movie out right now about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And she is, Obviously, the Supreme Court justice, but what she what she went through to be where she is, and there's this moment where her daughter is like, you know, do this for me, be who you are des- destined to be, which is to be the attorney that takes on the sex discrimination laws. <laughs> do that because that's going to have the most impact on my life. Yeah. And think of all the other people that you recruit, um, which, you know, at that time, she's like, I see everything crashing and burning that I spent my life doing. And she says, okay, well, if you can't do it for yourself, then do it for me. Because that truly is the greatest gift then. Because, And then they'll see how to do it because you'll be modeling it and living it. And so true. And kids learn from modeling more. Oh, than absolutely. Way more. Yeah. Than any word you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, Karen, how can, you know, because you have your book, you got your podcast, how can people get, a, you know, get connected with you in general with everything you're doing? Well, there's uh, lots of places and the, it's all based on the number five minute success. And there's the website, Facebook group, Facebook page as well as all the, the social media and the number five minute podcast the book flip time love life uh, look for it probably sometime in march 2019 and there's a lot of that's going to come out also i i meant to share with you i'm starting a movement i'm calling 80 by 80 based on another thing that happened with me doing that sprint triathlon, somebody said, Oh, are you like hooked now? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be one of those crazy people that decides to do 80 by 80. (laughs) (laughs) And so, 
I, I, the more I tell people about it, they're like, oh my gosh, it's a great idea. So it could be milestone related or metal related. And it, it just the idea is to get movement into your life. And there's what I found, and, and there's a lot of research on this as well, is that having things to, to look forward to, to work towards, really empower people to be more active and fit. And the, the, so now, you know, my runs are based on training for this half Ironman rather than just going for a run because I feel like I, you know, I'm supposed to run so much or whatever. And it, it really is something that I, I'm taking up my um, mantle on because I find that when people get active and healthy, they're, they feel better about themselves. He talked about the confidence muscle. So I'm, I'm bringing that uh, to the, we, we've got some, we're in the design concept phase, but look for the number 80 X 80 uh, in movement. So we will have more about that coming up. Oh, I love it. And, and we need to move more. So I'm, I'm all for that. And I like the concept. And you did bring up one last thing I just wanted to comment on too. It's, it's, uh, it is so crucial to have something to look forward to or to do in some shape or form than just to go for a run. Uh, like when people want to just lose weight, right? New Year's resolutions just ended a little bit ago. I don't, I don't know. It was 92% of them failed already. But it's one of those things where uh, I always tell people, don't go for the weight. Go do a, go, go for a 5K. Try to challenge yourself for something. Do something that will get to that result anyhow. And you're going to make the chances are going to be a lot higher if you do it that way. So I commend you with that. Well, it's very exciting, and we the metal aspect of it, I think, is really a fun way to do it, but also I want people to know that it could also be milestones, like, uh, you know, if it, that's the, the first time you've done a certain hike, or, you know, I I tried surfing in Sebastian, Spain with my daughter, so, I mean, that's a milestone, that yeah. I, I, so those kind of things, like, and so I, I want people to just think of ways that they could create movement in their life, and uh, uh feel more be healthier and, and more active well carol thank you for all that you're doing and then thanks for being on the show i know i love what you're up to and i'm definitely checking out your book and so forth and uh I'm looking forward to the new one coming out in march okay thanks Vic. thank you for listening to the podcast for past shows please visit www.empoweryourreality.com I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, Pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.